0: Good afternoon, happy Wednesday. This is the happy hour, 93.7, the ticket, the ticket.fm.com. Nick Saner and Enrique alvarez Clary are with you today. Hello, Rico. Hey Hello. How are you doing? I'm great. That's awesome. Better my than th- Tom. My throat kind of hurts now. Why? Those was making fun of Tom. Oh, because just, okay, it's not actually. No,
1: no, it was just the the trying to imitate Tom.
0: We, we don't need a bug going around here. We won't. We don't need bugs going around here. Um... I have disinfected the space. I have disinfected the mic, the sock, the the mic sock. Mm-hmm. You should have wiped, you know what we're not gonna talk about. wiped down the, the table, the whole microphone. Proud of you. We are clean. We are all good to go. Look, Tom's voice is only
1: that bad because he was yelling about Nebraska basketball yesterday.
0: Let's hope. Uh, you could kind of hear it. Um, he was very upset. He gets very
1: impassioned about his basketball.
0: Yeah. He he gets I I found that out about Tom. He gets very passionate about what about Nebraska Athletics. Mm-hmm. As always 402 He just cares oh, deeply. You're right. As always 402-464-5685 the Honda of Lincoln hotline, the Starter Heyman text line, both those open for you all hour long, as well as the Starter Heyman Jeweler's video stream, Facebook, Twitch and YouTube. We'll throw your comment up on the screen there. Um you can participate that way. And then as always on Twitter uh, at Radio Rico AC for Rico and at Nick underscore Saynert for myself. Feel free to reach out to us. Uh, that way, Nebraska basketball. We'll touch on this here in a second. They lose a seventy-seven to sixty-nine ball game uh, to Creighton last night. I'll give my thoughts. Last night, Happer and I had a therapy phone call, just talking about the game. Who
1: was the therapist?
0: I I don't know if there was one. It was it was a mutual. Who was the therapist and who was the client? And a therapy phone who, call. I think who was consoling who? I don't know. Do you know Happer? Do you have an idea? Would you say you were the therapist? You were the cl- you were the client. H- Happer was the client. I was the therapist. I would not have. I didn't think that that would have happened. What, Mark? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. We, I, I have some frustrations that I want to talk about. We'll we'll dive into Alonzo Verge and we'll talk about um, Trey McGowans. It was just announced. I think Robin had this on Twitter that it was uh, six to eight weeks. It sounds like for Trey McGowan. So, which puts him middle of January or so. Who do they play in the middle of January? Who do they play on the 14th at Purdue in West Lafayette? Mm. So tough one to come back if if that's the the timetable. But he had surgery this morning on on that come back Fifth just in time,
1: just in time to play poop team in poop town not not Purdue no not really not in, not in basketball at least but still West Lafayette yeah Rico did you watch the game
0: last night I did
1: what were your thoughts on the game um well I was encouraged by the fast start in the first like 30 seconds okay and then it went downhill extremely quickly um this <laughs> I had not actually watched this team Yet this year I watched a little bit of the Colorado game. Um, when people say the rebounding is an issue, oh my goodness, the rebounding yeah. is a massive problem. Uh, not only were people not crashing the boards and trying to grab rebounds, when they were attempting to grab rebounds, it wasn't you know going up with two hands and grabbing it. It was going up with one hand and tipping it straight up or tipping it out to attempt to get it to a teammate where you know people were either... Not running to it, like staying in like a corner or something, or already you know down the court for a fast breaker to play defense. So there was nobody around to get it. Creighton would get the ball, have an open shot, and they were just drilling everything. It seemed like, and Nebraska, <laughs> Nebraska is just so so much smaller um, than this Creighton team. At least it seemed like in 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 the paint that they. Couldn't figure out a way to corral the boards and give themselves not only second chance opportunities but limit the second chance opportunities mm-hmm. for Creighton, uh, and which which like I said led to a lot of open shots and just just crushers. After you play some pretty solid defense, you hold them to maybe a bad shot or maybe they miss an, an open shot when you're uh, apparently switching and not switching at the same time on just about every single screen. Uh, and then giving up the rebound and and giving up open shots. It was just it was just crushing after playing decent defense.
0: Let me ask you this, and it's kind of a, an answer that I already know the or the, a question I already know the answer to. Did Creighton look like they had a sense of purpose last night? <laughs> yes, Creighton Creighton
1: was a team that knew exactly what they wanted to do mm-hmm. and knew exactly how they were going to do it. Whereas Nebraska offensively and defensively looked a little lost at times uh offensively it's it's it seems like it's one screen at the top and then you know the 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 screener kind of rolls kind of makes contact with the defender Mm -hmm. uh and the ball handler either stays up top and doesn't you know run towards the hoop or or goes immediately towards the hoop and throws up a wild shot those were like the three things going on there wasn't At points when Nebraska's offense was humming and it was, you know, scoring buckets, the ball movement was crisp. There was passes going around the three-point line. They were going inside, going back outside. Mm -hmm. The screens were coming. They were driving in, kicking it out, and people were moving around without the ball.
0: But that
1: didn't happen very often.
0: Yeah, I think here is my frustration about how kind of last night unfolded. I was looking at the stat sheet last night, kind of breaking everything down, and I looked at the point guard matchup. Uh, between Nemhard and and Verge. And I look at Alonzo Verge, and the first thing I notice is, is 5 of 15 from the field, so not great there to just begin with. In 22 minutes, which was the fourth or fifth most on the team last night, he took the most shots by four or five shots. The next mm-hmm. in line was Kobe Webster and C.J. Wilcher, who provided sparks off the bench. I mean, they, they, those were the two guys C.J. Wilcher really had to step up in in the first half, I mean the whole entire game, I suppose. Yes. Uh, in in terms of shooting and, and being able to try to provide a spark off the bench, Kobe Webster really came in and showed that he's still capable of being just as good of a on the court leader, and and a- as good as um, they they probably have at running the offense, orchestrating the offense from the beginning, and that's saying something. When uh, I, I obviously it's experience there. Kobe might not be one your your best shooter, but in terms of orchestrating the offense,
1: I mean, it sure seemed like he, he, was he best shot
0: shooter. he shot well last night, and he definitely can shoot well. But we we've talked about it before. Is Alonzo Verge it it got dicey? And, and I was in the arena for for the first couple minutes of the 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 game there last night, and the crowd kind of turned Alon like it got it got ugly fast when I was not a fan of that, which
1: and like i under i understand you know a player is 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 you know disappointing you or or it's frustrating to see you know the offense kind of go stagnant and one person tried to take all the shots and play hero ball mm-hmm. but i don't I don't enjoy when a player does something like you're angry at a player and then they do something that is pretty impressive. And the crowd's just like, eh, I mean, I guess. Like, like he, was, he mm-hmm. was, there were a couple times where he would do something good, and the crowd was still dead. Like, nobody, like, it seemed like they didn't want to cheer for him, because well, they didn't want him to think, oh, that was
0: good, do it again. Well, let me ask you this, Rigo, how lively did you feel like the team was last night? When they're not scoring points. Well, I mean, when you're not scoring points, nobody's lively. This is, this is kind of what I'm talking about, though, the effort thing. Controlling what you can control. We talk about it with the football program, right? Mm -hmm. Controlling what you can control. You have to figure out um, how to improve yourself first before you can kind of worry about what's going on on the other sideline. Or on the other bench in this term with with basketball. Control what you can control. Effort is something that this team can control. And last night, it just felt like they were half-heartedly in it. Obviously, when they're scoring points and and the crowd's bumping, then yeah, you're going to be in it but when when you're and part of this is on the guard play from Alonzo Verge last night it's happened in previous games when there's just been dribbling up at the top of the key and the offense feels stagnant but on the other side is that's on the other the other four guys that are out there at the time move not moving without the without the basketball mm-hmm. moving with without the basketball is a key it was a lot of standing
1: around and yeah. watching one person with the ball unfortunately and like i said when you would get screens they seemed you know to to use what you said kind of half-hearted they didn't yeah. and that's that's one of the things that i I don't know if anybody else noticed it, but at least to me, the screen seemed soft. It didn't seem like they were they were setting them with purpose or making contact really with the defenders when they were trying to screen them off the ball handler. They were easily going over the screens mm-hmm. and it it wasn't slowing anybody down, which led to people chucking up ill advised shots or you know driving to the basket with somebody on their hip attempting to draw a foul and with the lack of physicality that, that Nebraska has shown, they're not going to draw many fouls.
0: Yeah, I I just think last night, and, and it's going to be interesting how Nebraska handles and adjusts without Trey McGowan's. He's a guy that is one of your best defenders mm-hmm. at the, at the guard position, if not the best defender at the guard position. He is one of your better rebounding guards, and... Nebraska needs all the rebounds mm-hmm. that they can get. That's another thing, and this is where that effort comes into play for me once again, is when Derek Walker can only do so much down low if he has no help and i don't I don't know if you noticed every time that that Hawkins shot for Creighton, his butt was going towards the rim. follow your shot and and that's like basic stuff. That you don't have to be a mastermind in basketball to know about. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's situations where you need to get back transition, you know, offense yep. to defense and stuff. There, there's certain situations, but that's kind of the whole thing that I, I'm getting at is this is all effort and and Derek Walker can only do so much. Obviously, it, it would be nice if Derek Walker could um, be involved. Not through the, I mean, in the offense. Yes, I mean he was 0 for two last night. Didn't get to take a shot quite often. And I mean, then, the, his for two was was
1: just dump offs underneath the hoop, and then he's immediately surrounded yeah. by three people.
0: Exactly. Well, and then you you do that, and on if you miss a shot, he can try to tip it out, which is totally fine. You try to tip it out to the perimeter, but when there's nobody around, the you, perimeter players
1: need to make a play on exactly.
0: That. There's nobody there. There were there were multiple times last night where Nebraska would miss a would miss a three point shot or just a mid range jumper and Derek Walker would be faced with two Creighton Blue Jays in his face, mm-hmm. he'd try to tip it out. He would successfully, somehow, some way, it would it would get tipped out to the top of the key or to the perimeter, and there's nobody. Nobody's there, or there's somebody close, and they don't make a play on it. And it's like, I understand that you want to get back and, and stop the transition, Creighton's transition offense in that situation, but at some point, you cannot expect a guy to rebound the basketball going one-on-three time after time. Mm-hmm. Time after time. And that's just effort things. And that's just also understanding that maybe you're not as good of a shooting team as we thought. Coming in, I didn't think that this team was going to have to worry about 10-minute scoring droughts. No. No. Because here's another thing, and I kind of talked about it during Wingman on Tom and Bach. You still feel like they have good shooters. But through three games... You have no idea what they're doing on offense.
1: No. They have guys who can score the ball in a a variety of different ways. But right now, none of the scorers are getting opportunities to do anything. And when they do have opportunities, it seems as if they're very hesitant to do something with it outside of Alonzo Verge and Bryce McGowan's. And those two have been aggressive going to the hoop. They just can't figure out a way to finish at the basket with any type of consistency.
0: I just think, like thinking back to the run that Nebraska made, and there were there were times. This is really where Kobe really shined. Was if it was a broken down play, and he picks up the ball, sh- chucks up a shot from from deep, and it goes in, and it's you're like, wow. But once again, we've talked about it year after year that they need to find high percentage shots, mm-hmm. and that's what getting a guy like Derek Walker down low can do for you. And and Wilhelm and and whoever you want to throw Eduardo down there. Andre. Eduardo, which Eduardo kinda of seemed to be pressing last night a little bit. However, that's also a key to the offense. Get it down low, work inside out and, and see and movement. But that all requires movement without the basketball. Mm-hmm. And last night, Nebraska just did not. They did not move without the basketball. You noticed when they did move without the basketball, they had a bunch of backdoor cuts
1: that they were hitting. Bryce McGowan's yeah. had a couple of them. CJ Wilcher had multiple backdoor I, cuts. When you move without the basketball, good things happen. They just, had they were getting guys in the post posted up at the free throw line or a little bit deeper. You're, you're cutting backdoor, and you're getting easy layups or easy dunks. But they didn't do that all game. They did it for a couple of possessions, and then everybody would stand around and watch one person dribble. They'd set a screen, and then they would kind of try to dump it off down low and then not make a pass, get Mm -hmm.
0: blocked, and Creighton would take it down the court, two on three, and hit a three. I just think, talking about the movement without the basketball, the backdoor cuts like you were talking about, I think back to how the offense looked with a guy like Siobhan Shields. And that guy was always moving without the basketball. And that's why... If I can picture it to this day. He would backdoor cut. Thor did it. I would say quite more, re- a bit. more recently, more you've recently, got backdoor Thor. Thor. You've Thor. got backdoor Thor going
1: on. He's moving without the basketball. He's not the greatest yeah. athlete. He's not the greatest shooter, but the guy was always moving. He was
0: always trying to make a play. But it's little things like that where you feel like this team shoots better from the free throw line this year. Thank goodness. That is a relief. Through three games, they've shot better from the free throw line where those are high-percentage shots where you can get in and, and maybe get a guy in foul trouble or or just get yourself to the line instead of having a stagnant offense where four guys are watching one guy dribble at the top of the key. And I'm not just talking about Alonzo Verge. Every A lot of guys did it last night.
1: Mm-hmm. Verge did it. Verge did it. Bryce, Bryce did McGowans
0: it. did it. Trey did it for a little bit when he was in. There, There are just ways that it would be nice to look back on a game against Creighton. Let's just throw Creighton last night. It would be nice to look back on last night's game and say, you know what, the better team won last night. And and say, and say, I'm not saying that Creighton isn't better than Nebraska's last night. showed that they are and they're better at um, having a purpose on offense. They knew what they wanted to do. Uh, I believe Kalkbrenner or, or Hawkins, I can't remember which one, talked today and said that they practice staying vertical in the, in the lane every single day at practice. Mm -hmm. And, Last, last night, Nebraska had no success in the paint.
1: No, they were trying to get to the lane and draw fouls because they, they made their living in the first two games from the free throw line. They were trying last night and just could not figure out a way to draw any fouls because, as you said, Creighton was just going straight up with it, just keeping their arms up, and Nebraska was just throwing up prayers like, oh, I'm going yeah. to get fouled here. It doesn't matter but if the ball goes in or not.
0: What, what's, what's concerning about that, throwing up prayers, that hasn't changed in the first three games.
1: Nebraska so that's not nine even nine free throws.
0: That's not even against only Creighton. That was against Sam Houston that they went into the lane and just chucked up a shot. Mm-hmm. And that was against um, Western Illinois that they just drove right in and tried to chuck up a shot. Mm-hmm. Their final shot of the game against Western Illinois
1: was just a drive in and throw something up. Maybe
0: I get fouled. You're not going to get a foul call in that situation. No, not the end. Of the game. And that's I would just like to look back and say Nebraska played their butts off last night and and in doing that nebraska would have needed to do the effort things do the things that require effort and i'm not saying that all however many guys played last night i can tell you for sure it looks like 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 yeah 11 11 guys that played last night not all of those had effort didn't have effort cuz there were they're not in that game without Kobe Webster and C.J. Wilcher coming off the bench and providing a spark.
1: 20 points and 15, and, respectively.
0: And even through, even though last night how Kobe played and everything, I still don't look at it like Kobe should be in the starting lineup. Because that's a spark off the bench. We saw it last year. That's a mm-hmm. spark off the bench that can, can help you out in a huge, huge way. You keep the spark plug on the bench, he comes in, he goes against the second unit. But I just look at the, the first guy, number one, Alonzo Verge. 10 points, 5 of 15 from the field in 22 minutes and his plus minus was minus 13 last night and nebraska shoots 26 of 70 having your point guard and i I've talked about it before having your point guard shoot 15 shots in a game is not a recipe for success in my eyes i mean that works if he's hitting over 50 percent of yeah. them and here's here's another thing is there's something along the lines of when they're not falling they're not falling Alonzo verge this season eighteen of fifty one from the field this year shoot or shoot unfortunately and then then I want to go to creighton here let's uh visit our stats here it is Nemhard. so eighteen of fifty one for uh alonzo verge- mm-hmm. creighton's guard seventeen of thirty one on the year
1: pretty pr- there pretty efficient. so
0: Nemhard's plus minus this season as a whole plus 31. Creighton is plus 31 when Ryan Nemhardt is out there. That is the role of a point guard. Orchestrate the offense. Run what the coach has designed to, to, what the coach has drawn up. Now, I'm not in the huddle. I don't know what Fred Hoiberg has drawn up. I'm not going to pretend like I do know. But I would like to imagine that Fred Hoiberg's not drawing up a stagnant offense, actually, knowing this staff, Fred Hoiberg's not going in the huddle and saying, all right, guys, we're going to have our dude dribble up there at the top of the key for 15 seconds, and then when we get down to the shot clock, we're going to come set a screen, come and, set 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 a, a screen and, and no matter what hard. happens, no matter who's open in the corner, and there were times last night that they did kick out to the corner, and they airballed a three. Kobe Webster missed one, Lat Mayan missed a airball a three as well, I believe. Like there were times, however, that's a better look than going up and double clutching and trying to throw up a prayer at the rim mm-hmm. against Creighton, who seven which once again, I mean, think about Creighton and, and the job that that Greg McDermott did last night. It's a team full of all new guys, a new guy at point guard. They, they lost they, they almost lost to Kennesaw State. They shot one of 19 from deep against Kennesaw State in their 51 to 44 win. And they come back, they shoot 46% from the field because they're taking high-quality shots down low. Now, part of that might be the matchup with Nebraska, but you can't tell me that Kennesaw State is leaps and bounds better, if not even remotely as good as Nebraska. Doesn't, Kennesaw State doesn't have the shooters that Nebraska does because, once again, you feel like Nebraska has good shooters. You know Nebraska has good shooters. Nebraska has a good team.
1: They have good. They have they have athletes all over the court, and it's not just you know athletes in terms of jumping high and able to dunk yeah. and all that stuff. They have athletes who are who are really good basketball players, but right now it just seems like they can't get it together. They can't play as a team, mm-hmm. and I and and as hard as that is for me to say, and how hard it is for you to listen to, like it it's just true. Like right now they they're trying to figure out a rhythm with each other. They're not on on the offensive end. Nobody is really working together. Nobody really knows. You know, as yeah. as a point guard, no, you, no you should know where your shooters like the ball. Like You should be trying to hit your shooters right in the shooter's pocket so as soon as they catch it, they can go up with it and hit that shot. But right now, it's just, it's just I'm going to drive to the bucket, and if I get a glimpse of you in the corner of my eye, maybe I pass it to you, maybe I try and draw the foul. People are just kind of going solo right now on the offensive end of things, and on the defensive end of things, it's the same thing. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of trust. People are getting left mm. wide open. There, it like I said, they were switching on screens, but they were also not switching on screens at the same time. You couldn't tell what was going to happen. And usually on the defensive end, you have a, you have something you're going to do. Every screen we're switching, we're switching on this one. You're switching off onto this person. Maybe we switch back. But for Nebraska, it was you know maybe they switch here maybe they don't and then somebody's left wide open in the corner somebody Mm -hmm. gets the ball up top a do uh, a person leaves his guy and comes up to stop that the person in the middle doesn't you know creep out a little bit to try and stop the the open three-pointer and people are just getting left wide open and it was just frustrating to watch because you could just tell Creighton knew exactly what they wanted to do purpose they're like I'm going to hit this guy at the top of the key and then Cross court in the corner, he's going to be wide open because this person's switching up over here, and it was just frustrating because you could mm-hmm. tell exactly what was going to happen.
0: Creighton had purposeful movement last night. Everything they did, they had a purpose to it, and give them credit. Give Coach Greg McDermott credit for that. They came into Pinnacle Bank Arena that was rocking last night. Right at the start that that place was that place was popping. And they came in, and they had an idea, and, and they knew what they wanted to do. Everybody was on the same play, page. Everybody embraced their role mm-hmm. going into last night, including the point guard, who still had 22 points, 6 of 11 from the field, 4 of 5 from deep in 33 minutes. Took the crowd out of it early. Yeah, and that's another thing, is that Nebraska, is it's an 8-point ball game at the end of it, but you cannot go down by 19 at in the first 10 minutes of the game, be down 29 to 10 at one point, and expect it to, to just change in a blink of an eye, especially when you lose a guy like Trey McGowan. They expanded a,
1: expended a lot of energy just attempting to come yeah. back, and that's why at the end of the game, it, it, it seemed like whenever Nebraska would draw close, the effort that you were talking about on the Bingo. boards especially would just kind of go away. They'd be within a couple of points, and then they would give up an offensive board and a three. They'd get to within a couple of points, they'd give up an offensive board and a dunk and one, and, and it, was just, mm-hmm. I, I, it was just hard to watch.
0: Creighton had a, Creighton knew what they wanted to do going into last night after last night's performance. There's still a lot of questions uh surrounding nebraska's um what they wanna do on offense I think that's we can all agree on that all right. Let's get to break. When we come back, it's a Wednesday. That means Aaron Sorensen from Hale Varsity joins us. We'll do that next, and we'll talk to her. Get you guys ready for Nebraska-Wisconsin next on Happy Hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.